When you think of a balance sheet, are you seeing numbers only? Do you ever consider the people and relationships driving those numbers? I'm Lisa Courtney Lloyd, and you're listening to the Peaks and Valleys podcast, where we talk about the challenges of running a seasonal business. Although our interview guests run agribusinesses, these discussions will be applicable to any seasonal business. Today's guest is Steve Kaminsky, who over the many years as a CEO and director has mastered the art and science of balance sheet management. Good morning, Steve, and thank you for joining me to talk about balance sheet management. Uh, Thanks for having me, Lisa. Appreciate it. So um, many people think about balance sheets as being a financial tool, something that really only the accountants care about in a business. And do I dare say some people find them boring, but I know you think otherwise. (laughs) Can you elaborate on that? Yeah, absolutely. They're the most exciting part of your business as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I see, you know, I've always viewed the, the balance sheet more as a storybook of your business. And if you find the story of your business boring, then that's really unfortunate because it's right there in the balance sheet. You can't find that boring. And I know it's a set of numbers, but really it's the story behind it. The people involved in your business in the past are buried in there somewhere. The people that are involved in the business currently are in that balance sheet. Your customers, your lenders, your investors, they're all in there. And all the people that you probably need to power your business forward is in that balance sheet. And what they're going to contribute is in there. And if that's boring, then I don't know if you're looking at your company the right way. <laughs> All right, let's break that down a bit. So, so let's okay. let's go on the the I'm going to say analogy, but I know you really you know, that is the story of the business. So there's the plot, and then there's relationships. Let's talk about the plot. Okay. First. Yeah. So the plot, the plot's just strategy. So the strategy of business, to me, it's it's wonderful to have a strategy for your business to grow or to change or to uh, you know, increase market share, profitability. Those are all great parts of the kind of the storyline or the plot, but it really becomes uh, something that comes alive when you can describe who is in that storyline and really articulate what they're going to contribute to the story. And you know, it's the lender is probably an easy one. What lenders do I have? Who are they? the actual people, and how are they going to contribute to the story that's going to be the future of my business? And your investors, are they going to cooperate with what you're going to be doing? And what are you going to return to them? That storyline is really crucial to understand because those lenders and the investors are going to give you the power you need to be successful in the future. Then you have to deliver on making sure you have the right assets to then go do that. And so inventory, how much are you going to build your inventory? How much are you going to build your fixed assets, your iron in your business, let's say, for for an ag operation? Those are choices that you're making based on what they've said they're willing to support you on. And you better be right. Otherwise, the plot's a disaster. Um, And if you are right, what a success. They want to stick with you. But that's that's really how I think the storyline, the plot starts to integrate with the people involved that are going to build your business with you. So when you are looking at your business and you're looking at your balance sheet, and let's say you're doing the same business for about 10 years, and then you want to make a change, be it growth, 
product extension, what have you. How, how do you look at the balance sheet at that point, at that point of change? Yeah, so I think, I mean, every business really needs to do some planning and strategic uh, development of their business. So is the strategy still good um, that you've used for the last 10 years? Is it good for the next 10? And if it is, then do you have the balance sheet that allows you to get there? And in the case of agriculture in particular, the volatility on the seasonality is quite extraordinary. And so if you assume that in the next 10 years, I'm gonna have two really bad years. If you assume that to be the case because of weather or you know, usually it's weather, but there could be other dynamics that cause you to have a bad year, then you're prepared for it because you know what's gonna happen. But if you pretend it's never gonna happen again, then I think you're gonna have a problem. So what are you preparing for? And what does your balance sheet need to be capable of doing if you run into a problem? Is it there to support you and take you through it? Or is it gonna bring you down if that problem occurs? And so how you integrate your planning and your strategy going forward with how your balance sheet is gonna support those initiatives, that's gonna be a really important part of how you do your planning for the next year, two, three, five, ten, whatever that is that you're planning. Okay. So let's take that concept now and relate it to what you said earlier about the people. Um, so I know in an earlier conversation, because our business is agribusiness, you were talking about the lender who knows agribusiness. And then all of a sudden you're changing your business and maybe that lender hesitates a bit. And the importance of listening to that lender. Right. Tell me yeah. a bit more so, about what you meant there. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. So, so for example, let's say you do change your strategy or the lender changes their strategy. If you don't have the conversation, then you won't know if you're the lender who was supporting you is still comfortable with where you're going and how they're going to support you on where they're going. That's not a bunch of numbers. That's two people talking about where the business is going. So that person is very important. And the clarity on what they're going to provide you is probably the best that you're going to get from anybody. So to me, the lender is the easiest one to, to have a communication with because they're going to turn their communication into a set of rules that you can live by and that they're willing to live by. And your relationship is going to be governed by that set of rules. And to me, they're the easiest people to deal with because their rules are crystal clear. You break them, you're going to have trouble. If you don't, then you're going to be fine. And so that person, though, is going to tell you what they can and cannot support in your business, which then allows you to assess whether or not there's points of failure. You can you are uh, ready to, um, I guess, recover from because your balance sheet can help you recover or not. I mean, there's a, there's a lot and there's a lot of people, right? Your customers, are they going to support you? Those are those, that's the other major group. The customers might say, look, at, if you can't deliver to me in this timeline, then I don't want you as a supplier. Well, that might need require you to have much more inventory. So if you need more inventory, you got to go back to the lender and say, "Hey, lender, uh, you know, I need you to support me with my customer. Otherwise, they're not going to stick with me. Or if your customers are going to stick with you thick and thin, and you don't need to deliver on time, then you can have lower inventory. Well, that's important to know too. So. But you've got to find the balance between what the customer needs and what the lender is willing to do. Um, in the years that you've been working with companies and CEOs and financial people, 
is there one or two mistakes is probably too big a word but things that happen or you see that it's just common and if you could tell folks one bit of advice this is what you would say is there something that repeats yeah oh yeah and it's it's that it's the interrelationship of all those relationships and it 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 so a customer says look at i can remain your customer and i can grow with you if you do these things and if you just say yes i'm going to do those things and worry about how you're going to get them done later then i think that's where people really run into problems it's at that moment in time saying look at i got to explore my options so if the customer says look at i'm going to double my work with you if you can deliver whatever product you have in a much shorter period of time i can do much more business with you at that point in time, you, you're imagining doubling the size of your business with this customer. But on your balance sheet, you're sitting there saying, okay, that customer has the asset side. If I increase that asset value in my inventory and I work with my lender to see if they'll finance it and my investors to see if they're willing to take that risk. And if I don't get everyone on the same page, then I have to say yes or no. So I think the hardest thing in that situation for me in the past was saying no to growth opportunities because my balance sheet wasn't set up. To actually support it and it became a potential point of failure and that really came to fruition in the uh, mid-2000s when you had 2005 six and seven when lenders started to call back all their money because they got nervous about the economy and I was fortunate because I didn't take on more business than I could manage and I always have that downside built in and that allowed me to escape relatively unscathed through that period of time but it was my relationship with them that allowed me to keep the business going um, in one case because I was able to manage the expectations they had going into that relative to what my customers expected as well. And so I was able to iterate between my customer and the lender. And I think that's the biggest mistake that a lot of people make is they'll make a one-sided decision and there's never a one-sided decision in, when you're looking at your business it's it's multifaceted with a lot of people that are involved and there's a lot of key players involved right oh well you've just given me a whole new um understanding of the word balance sheet because i think typically <laughs> as you know people think of it as balancing the numbers yeah right? the assets and the liabilities but in fact what you're saying is making sure that those relationships are balanced um so that you can continue to have a healthy business that's correct absolutely yeah. yeah. Well, Steve, I know you're uh, very busy as <laughs> as we start off the week. And so I want to thank you so much for joining us. And I expect we'll have a second edition of this podcast to dig a bit deeper into certain aspects of a balance sheet. Well, I could do 20 if you want. No problem. <laughs> Sounds great. Thanks. Thanks. You've been listening to Peaks and Valleys, the podcast on seasonal business. Peaks and Valleys is presented by MarketMaker Agriculture, a long-term hold private equity company that invests in agribusinesses across North America that have seasonal cash flows. For more information about MarketMaker or suggestions for a topic or guest, contact seasonal at marketmakerag.com.